Hey, appreciators. Welcome to our spoiler discussion on the Better Call Saul series finale. I got dressed up for this episode. Yeah, Andrew's in a, Andrew's wearing fancy clothes today. Yeah. I uh, am severely underdressed for this discussion. It it's okay. I, uh, we're doing this early on a Thursday morning before I go into work. So Yeah. But also, it just feels right to be kind of dressed up like I'm going to court. You know, <laughs> all right. Well, I got, if you were going to court, I'd, I'd recommend a long sleeve. Yeah, a long shirt. sleeve and yeah. maybe a tie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like for Jimmy McGill or Better Call Saul's clientele. Yeah. This is still pretty it's, good. That's more. Than that's more adequate. than more yeah, than yeah. enough. Yeah. 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 For his. Uh, for sure. Yeah. For his uh, usual. Well, <laughs> what did he? Spots. Well, I mean, not to get too deep into the finale but what do you say in that flashback with chuck where he was like oh i'm defending some guy who outside of the store flashed his willy or waved something. the weenie or wave, something wave the weenie <laughs> yeah yeah those yeah. are his normal normal clients yeah okay so on this episode we are diving in and doing a breakdown on the finale and on the show as a whole we have previously talked about better call saul but really in the context of how it compares to breaking bad so I think on this episode, we're really just kind of going to let it be its own discussion and yeah. only bring in Breaking Bad when it applies. Yeah. Um, if you are listening on audio, we might throw in at the end a discussion on best TV finales of all time. So if you haven't caught up with Better Call Saul, you can fast forward to there. But if you're watching on YouTube, you can go and listen to this episode on our podcast, The Professional Appreciators. The link is in the description in the below, and you can find a whole lot of other descriptions or mm -hmm. discussions in our podcast. That's right. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's get into the finale. Uh, I watched it um, yesterday morning, uh, catching up. I didn't catch it on Monday. I've actually seen it twice. Oh, see, that would be nice to have that. Because I watched it one time all the way through, and then the, yesterday I watched it again halfway through to the end because mm -hmm. carly fell asleep okay so. well let's just get this out there since i haven't talked to you at all about it let's just real quick throw it out general impression yay nay liked it didn't like it what do you think i will say uh -oh. <clears throat> the first five minutes after i finished the episode mm -hmm. i was undecided mm. but the more i think about it the more i like it yeah. I liked it a lot. I think it was very good. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to go against what I said like 3 minutes ago, but to compare it to Breaking Bad. Oh my gosh. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to bring up Breaking Bad unless it's absolutely necessary. Okay, lock lock me up, boys. Um no, I'm just saying it's not as bombastic of an ending. It's a no. very melancholic, yeah, understated ending, and I actually really appreciated that because Honestly, for most of this show's um, kind of runtime as a show, it hasn't always been, you know, that murder cartel kind of element to it. It's been there in the periphery, like we've discussed. But yeah. really, the nuts and bolts of the show has always been Jimmy and Chuck and um, his relationship with Kim. And like that has always been what the show really is about. And I think at the end, it really remembered that and brought it home. Well, and we have to remember, too, that, like, Jimmy, he never witnessed... Well, not never, right. but he wasn't part of a lot of action. Which he says in his monologue at the end. Yeah, he didn't witness these murders. Like, he didn't... 
he wasn't there when the drugs were being he made just, kind of stuff, he you know, took the financial but benefit. he was, he was heavily involved with the planning. Right. And, uh, I think that the finale stays true to that sentiment is that he is a planner and a con man and kind of a schemer yeah. and for it to be like a big crazy ending where like, you know, like yeah. there's action and all this stuff for it to for it to be a mind game at the end makes complete sense yep and so, one last court scene you know like yeah exactly it, it sounds it's easier said than done right but i feel like a key to a, a good finale to a show is stay true to the character don't get bigger than your britches you know and stay true to what the show has been in the micro or in the macro scale in the long run. Yeah. I think sometimes the temptation is to rush it, to make it big for the sake of being big, even if it's not a show that's always right. big. And I, I think um, with Better Call Saul, they stay true to what the show was on the large scale and they stay true to who Jimmy was and who Saul was. And yeah, the key is t the show should follow the character. Yeah. And this always was a character centric show. And what I love about Better Call Saul is from a thematic standpoint, it's very similar to Breaking Bad. Like the character here we go arcs. Again. Here we go again. <laughs> the character arcs are similar, but because Jimmy and Walter are such different people, the shows actually end up being very different. Well, it's because because they're different. Because he is Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like Saul is through the course of the six seasons Breaking Bad. The difference with Better Call Saul is uh Jimmy finds redemption. Right. And um, Walt, he doesn't necessarily find redemption, no. but he he finds out who he really is finally. And yeah. he, he becomes comfortable with that. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy, I think, in that court scene at the end is scrambling for... It's not for anyone but Kim. Yeah. And he mm -hmm. is just, he's apologizing and he's coming clean and he's fessing up to everything that he's ever done wrong that he feels was a crime. Mm -hmm. And that's like his lawyer walks up and says like that stuff with your brother. What was that? Yeah. That's not even a crime. Yeah. And he said, yes, it is. Yes, it was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I just thought like he finds some redemption in that moment, which, I think is fantastic. And, and I was discussing this just a little tidbit. I think that was interesting. Somebody pointed this out to me was that it's interesting that he starts the show by helping elderly people. And then at the, by the end of the show is taking advantage of one. Right. And, yep. uh, just, just kind of a little like thing that reflects that transformation. Cause I, I really yeah. think that uh, from start to finish, it was a transformation of him transforming from Jimmy McGill into Saul Goodman and then back kind of. Yeah. Um, well, well, yeah, let's, that's a good, great place to start. Let's talk about Jimmy's arc in the show. Okay. I think that's a really great place to start when unpacking everything that's happened over the last six years. Um, like you said, going into the show, you're thinking, Oh, the arc is very laid out and simple. It's we're going to see Jimmy become Saul as we knew him in Breaking Bad, so it's someone kind of becoming this this corrupted evil person. Dummy and, lawyer, yeah. And that's all it is. It's, you know, a, a, a likable, good kind of good guy, you know, likable becoming bad. And I think what's genius about the finale is 
they truly understood the kind of inner two wolves nature of Jimmy, which is, you know, like, you know, there's two wolves inside you, one yeah. good, one bad. Which one do you feed? Like, Jimmy's always been struggling with who am I really? Am I Jimmy, the, the one who it wants to prove Chuck wrong and can be a good person? Or am I slipping Jimmy? Am I Saul? Yeah. And I think this show really understood it's not about him becoming Saul. It's about him always wrestling with that decision. And just because he was Saul in Breaking Bad doesn't mean at the end of the show he's going to end being Saul. Yeah. They still end it with that war inside of him. Yeah. And I, I think that really adds nuance and richness to this finale and makes it a little bit more gray. I mean, cue the black and white yeah. uh, cinematography. <laughs> it makes it a little bit more like... It's not so simple. Like. Well, and it does ask the audience to wrestle with that. Yep. That kind of war. And and that like I got to say, it really made me think. It and yep. like I well, said Well, you were saying the other day you're like I hope he gets away with it. I did. <laughs> yeah. I wanted yeah. him to and that's the thing that like they they show every side of these characters mm-hmm. and they endear them to you in such a way that you want them to succeed and you want them to it's almost not even that they get away with it but you want them to like be happy it's almost like a friend that you've like Mm -hmm. it's like a friendship that you've developed where it's like i just you've spent so much time struggling i just want you to be happy you know and it's like that's what i want but at at the end of the day that's kind of what you get and it's Mm -hmm. like i think that for the show to say like whenever they're in the room discussing things with the lawyers, kind of making a deal. Yeah. And you hear about all the murders and all the money laundering and all the things that he's done. He's done horrible things, mm-hmm. really bad stuff. And you're reminded like though Jimmy has a good dog or whatever it is, like that metaphor yeah. that you used, um, he did not feed that dog like yeah. for years and years of his life. And he did a lot of really messed up stuff. And what is it will should the message at the end of the show be if you're smart enough, you could just get away with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a much more nuanced and rich ending for the show to say. If you work hard enough on yourself, you can live with yourself. And find a little redemption if you've done bad things. And it's like, this is also a cautionary kind of like, whenever you do these things, there are consequences. And I, I, I think that's an interesting thing to think about with, uh, for the show as a whole is consequences. Because mm-hmm. for everything Jimmy did that was bad, there was a consequence. And it wasn't always on him it affected other people. There were consequences for Howard. There were consequences for Charles. There were consequences for Kim. Mm -hmm. And like he would do things and set things in motion and there would always be a consequence. And I think it's very fitting by the end of the show, he wanted those to fully land on him. Yeah, they, the finale rode that fine line between, okay, we're not just going to let Jimmy get away with it all. Because at the end, it's going to feel kind of shallow and a little yeah. like, whoa, like, like, does did any of the bad things that happen matter? What's the message here? But like, then, yeah. But then also not making it so like 
you know, uh, retributive to like getting him punished to where you feel like, well, this guy just A thousand rooted, years in prison. Yeah, <laughs> this guy just rooted for for six years is like really getting the the hammer thrown down on him. Yeah. And that finally between okay, he is going to own up to his mistakes. He is going to be punished for it. But there is going to be a moment of redemption that's not like overwhelmingly unbelievable where he becomes a completely different person. It's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that fine line between, okay, Jimmy had one last choice, one last choice to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And he's still getting punished. His life is not good. Yeah. But there still is that little moment of beauty, that little moment of a, a flame and color and black and white yeah. of, and, well, I, and like as Chuck said in that flashback, which, you know, there were a lot of great oh, flashbacks. Beautiful observation, by the way. Yeah, there were a lot of great flashbacks in that episode with Mike, with uh, Walter coming back in that flashback. But the best flashback for me was with Chuck because one, yeah. it's true to what the show's always been. Yeah, and Chuck saying it's never too late to go back and like change who you are, yeah. or whatever he said. He basically it's never too late to go back, yeah. and start over. And then he grabs the H.G. Wells time uh, time travel book. Uh, the time machine and goes into the living room and i was like yeah that's what the show is saying it's yeah the show has always been about choices breaking bad better all the choices you come and that's why the writing is so rich is they take these nuanced characters these contradictory characters that have good and bad in them and Mm -hmm. then they place these really tempting choices in front of them yeah and if you follow them as they make the choices that reveal who they are and then in better call saul he gets that one last choice of do you want seven years in a cushy prison, uh, throwing Kim under the bus and yada, yeah. yada, yada? Or are you actually going to own up? Are you going to do what Chuck always wanted you to do and own up? I agree. That was one of my favorite scenes Yeah. because it's the whole episode, that through line of, and it opens with that. If you had a time machine, what would you go back and yep. change? That's a great little and, uh, yeah. motif. Yeah. Yeah. And Jimmy always has... These kind of schemes, ski, yeah, yeah. These kind of just like thin, you know, very selfish things that he would go back and change. And by the end of the show, you see like he grows, and he in the courtroom expresses to Kim that regret and basically yeah. like if I could go back, you know, I would choose you, yeah. you know, and that's. Uh, I just think such a such a more rich way to kind of take yeah. that that finale idea. Um, but yeah, I I really thought that time machine conversation was actually a really I really liked Walter's yeah part in that. It's too. a really like not to get too far down the road on this, but it's a really biblical way. Mm-hmm. Like if you think of ancient storytelling, like really biblical classical storytelling. It's common to use a setting, uh, a person, or some kind of device that shows up around multiple characters. Yeah. And then you watch how the characters interact with that setting or that idea, and how they interact with it shows the difference between the people. That happens in the Bible all the time. Like right. people go to a well multiple times. People, right. and you see how at each setting the characters do something differently, and it's a way to show, well, this character react this way, so you know this about them and you use one thing that's the same so the time travel conversation you see how mike has always known has always known it has always had regrets like mike gets it he's still doing bad things but he gets it yeah yep yep uh well and he knows when 
he can't live with it. Yep, yep. He knows his line. He yeah. knows his line. And, and Jimmy is always trying to reach into the cookie jar one more time. Yeah. And then when Walt gets the question, you really learn, like, it re-solidifies what we know about Walt, which one, he, like, um, automatically dismisses it, tries to be smarter than the question. Yeah. And his regret isn't about um, his yeah. wife, his son. Yeah. S- same thing. It's, well, I just would have went back and got that money. And you see that even though Walter says, well, you've always been this way, Jimmy, but Walter's always been that way. Like, yeah. and that's the difference between Walter and Jimmy is Walter, even at the very end when he had his choice, he still kind of always chose that ego petty yeah. kind of choice. Yeah. And, and to put it in the, like in better call Saul terms, he would have taken the deal. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. He, it's like, how do I prove to everyone that I'm smarter than you? Yeah. Like and rub it in your face. Well, and that's basically. what that's how Walter went out. He went out with one last that's bang how that kind of yep. showed that he could still do it. Yeah. And I thought this was a great way to show that even at the end, Jimmy wasn't fully Walter. No. And it was a great writing well, and he, device. He wasn't fully Saul. Saul was yep. a character he played. Yep. And it's something he morphed into, but it wasn't truly who he was. Yeah. And well, something real quick that I noticed upon thinking about it was. Because once it, anytime a show ends or a movie ends, I always think, how does the ending fit with the beginning? So I started thinking about what's the first episode of Better Call Saul? Mm-hmm. What's the first thing we see? Well, the first thing we see is the black and white Cinnabon kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it, in the opening little vignette ends with post Breaking Bad Saul digging out the VHS tapes of his time as Saul, and he's regretting over. Not that he was Saul, but he's regretting that he's no longer Saul. That's kind of the implication I got when I watched the beginning. Yeah. It's, oh, all oh, these lost years where I was Saul and I had it all. And then when you get to the end of the show, you yeah. realize his regret is that he never really was the Jimmy that Kim and Chuck thought he could be. Well, and you hear the audio from the Better Call Saul yeah. uh, commercials, like kind of interspersed throughout the last couple episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. really, really the last episode, like when he's in the police station, whenever yeah. he's in Carol, Burnett, Carol Burnett's house. Um, and every time he hears it, it's not pride. Yeah. It's almost kind of shame. Well, and that's the thing is when I thought back to it, I was like, oh, it recontextualizes him watching those tapes. Because yeah. when I very first started the show, you think, oh, he's working at a Cinnabon. He's blah, blah, blah. He's not fulfilled. And he's, he's longing for that time as Saul again. But now you could look at it as, is he longing for his time as Saul again? Or is he longing for things could have been differently? And this is what I ended up being. So that brings me to the Kim of it all. The Kim of it all. So I think that, um, I loved the ending shot of just a camera in the middle and you see Jimmy behind the fence and Kim on the other side. Yep. And uh, I think that it just solidifies that idea. Kim was like the key that opened the lock of the show. Yeah. And she was like, she was, and, and it's difficult because it wasn't the entire show. She, you know, had moments Mm -hmm. where she kind of went back and forth a little bit. But I think Jimmy and Kim, I like to look at Kim kind of as like a Jimmy and Kim like parallel thing. Yeah. Because they both kind of have this, a similar story. Like they both kind of have a 
had a rough early life. They kind of had to claw to get to where they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And then Kim had this very like strong moral compass. She wanted to help people yeah, and help people that needed it the most. And Jimmy kind of had a tendency to want to help himself the most. Well, he, Jimmy and, liked the underdogs, but he liked crossing the line to help the underdogs. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't like doing it the right way. Yeah. And so I, I kind of see Kim as like almost this, this idea of what Jimmy could have been yeah. like, like, this in similar, a perfect world, the similar yet reverse image of him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like kind of like a mirror, Yeah, a mirror image of Jimmy. And, uh, but it's, it's a, it's a fascinating relationship in that because, uh, it is romantic with them, but at the same time it is, uh, kind of parallel in ways and it yeah, reflects ro- each other and it it's, is romantic but it's also deeper like, yeah it's very it's almost deeper of like a, i see parts of myself in you mm-hmm. the good parts and the bad parts and i think jimmy was always scared that he was gonna that he kim was gonna cross a line that he wouldn't or that he had crossed mm-hmm. and never be able to come back from it. Yeah. But well, that's she crossed why, a line and she immediately, yeah. she changed her life. And well, he, remember, he mentions that in his monologue. He's like, she was brave enough to start over. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, as you said, he was afraid of that. R- remember earlier this season when, um, uh, Salamanca came in and he wanted, uh, Jimmy, um, to go yeah. kill that person. Yeah. He sent Kim. And at first I'm like, why is he sending Kim? Yeah. Well, he knew Kim would, at least how I read it, he knew that Mike or somebody was going to intercept her. That she wouldn't kill. Well, and that she wouldn't. That do she it. wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. But again, because she has a strong enough, yeah, moral compass, he knew she, she wouldn't kill somebody. Yeah. But yeah. again, like what you said is dead on. Is like, as Kim said a couple episodes ago, when she basically broke up with him, she said, "We bring out the worst of each other." But yeah. I think the finale is showing that's not entirely true, in that they yeah. also bring out the best of each other yeah because jimmy does his thing not because he wanted to it was only after he heard that kim turned herself in yeah and he wanted one last time to do something for kim Mm -hmm. and he wanted to prove to kim that he could be this person yeah and that was very romantic but it was like also like just beyond that touching like human well and he can live with that for the rest of his life, yep. he's content with that. Yeah. And you see that in the last, in the final moments of the show when he's standing behind the fence and she's leaving and he's kind of smiling. Yeah. Like I did, you know, yeah. like I, I'm here, but I'm fine with that because she's going to be okay. Yeah. You know? And it's, so it's like, yes, they do bring out the worst of each other, but they also bring out the best. And I, I think right. we needed this finale to show that like it wasn't always that they were bringing out the worst in each other because there were times they did bring out the best at each other. Yeah. They really did. And I think this finale really solidified that. And the idea of like, you always have that one last choice to be who you want to be, to go back. And I think that was true for Kim and Jimmy, but Kim just realized it sooner, which is again, the difference between them. Yeah. And I think it was just a great way how I never realized it during the show or when the show started, but this show has always been about regret. It really has been because again, it opens with Jimmy looking back at the better call Saul tapes. Well, and he always 
in in his relationship with Charles and and Howard, he is always looking back. Always. And they're always saying He's always hung up on something. Look at how you held me down. Mm-hmm. Look at what you did to me. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have just helped me? Why wouldn't you have just, you know, and and it is the whole premise, the whole reason Jimmy is who Jimmy is and and does what he does is because of that past. Mm-hmm. And through the first couple seasons, especially, we're always looking back and we're using that as an excuse to make ourselves feel better about what Jimmy's yep. doing. Because we like, how many times did you say to yourself, well, Charles did this, so yeah. he kind of deserves it. You know, Howard did this, so he kind of deserves oh, it, you know? That's why, I mean, this show is so brilliant. And, and everyone, everyone learned the wrong lesson from Breaking Bad. Because remember when Breaking Bad <laughs> ended, everyone was like, oh, what people want is stories about bad guys. That's what people want. They want anti-heroes, anti-hero. lovable. That is not yeah. what made Breaking Bad successful. That is not what made Better Call Saul. It's not that people want an anti-hero. It's not that people want a bad guy. People want complicated characters, right. nuanced. And so what made the show so genius is even the people that were technically right, like Chuck, mm-hmm. there were also reasons not to like them. Sure. And the people that were wrong, Jimmy... Um, uh, oh, man, you are Mike, uh, Gus. You are even the people wrong. Right there are reasons to like them. Yeah, because it's not just black and white. You want contradictory and complicated characters on both sides, yeah. and that's what made both shows so great. Because and in reality, it's, it. it's never that simple. Never. In reality, it's just never that simple. No one is ever a hundred percent loved. Yep. No one is ever a hundred percent hated. Yeah. And that is just so true uh, that is like just such a true human emotion that yeah. you of course there are things that you love about certain people and hate about certain people but like like Kim and Jimmy if you love each other then you know you're gonna bring sometimes you'll bring out the worst but more than yeah. all, more more times than not you'll bring out the best in each other yeah that's a yeah. great Man, that's a really, really great yeah. observation. But just complicated characters. Yeah. 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 It's about like make a character like uh, for me as someone who wants to write, it's like the lesson is write characters that are contradictory. Like yeah. if you're going to write a story about ultimately a good guy, don't make them 100 percent good. Like throw some contradiction in there. Throw some. You know what I mean? Like it, it sounds simple, but it's really hard to do. And if it's a bad guy, you don't want to make them 100 percent just like despicable. Yeah. And. And the show did a really good job with like, a spe- like remember how the last time we see Gus, like it's almost like the show writers were like, this is what Gus could have been, but it was too late where he's at the, the bar and he's talking to that guy about the wine and like Gus's yeah. eyes light up and you're like, wow, in another life, Gus could have like just, you know, invested in, in wines and yeah. talking about wines and his life would have been great, but he went too far. And like, I tell you what, dude, I paused the show after that scene and was like, that was an amazing scene. Yeah. Because he drinks the wine that he just said to the guy. He goes, there's almost an iron. Yeah. Blood. Like blood. Yeah. And then he, the guy walks away. He drinks the wine and you see his face change. Yep. And he realizes this isn't my life. He, re- he realizes it's too late. Like the ship sailed. Oh, yeah. man. And that's what the whole show's doing with, with Mike, with Gus, with, with Jimmy is like, and ultimately he gets the Jimmy and, and it's like, is it too late for Jimmy? Is it too late for Jimmy? Yeah. And he finally, the war between Jimmy and Saul, Jimmy has a minor victory at the end where it's like, it wasn't truly too late. 
And I think yeah. that's what the show's saying about a lot of things about morality, character. It's like every bad guy has the potential for good in them and every good guy had the potential for bad in them and it all comes down to the choices you made and how how many choices did you make before it became too late and it's like is there yeah. really a place is there really a time where there isn't that last choice you can make to somewhat go back and redeem yourself yeah and i think that's what the show is really trying to investigate yeah and i i just love your observation about the complex characters because it's so true that like if if whenever you're writing a character or if whenever you're watching a show, you if you know kind of what is going to mm -hmm. happen, then it's not true to real life. Because right. in real life, we struggle and and conflict with ourselves all the time. Yep. And if the characters in the show aren't doing that, then it like from the from the get go feels less real. And I think that's part of the genius of the show is that the characters are so conflicted with the decisions they have to make. It just feels so real that even when they make the bad decision, yeah, you feel that with them because you're like, oh, yeah. like I was struggling with that, too. I don't know what I would have done. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like this whole last season was actually foreshadowing how it was going to end because every character got that one last choice. If you think about it, like Nacho, uh, he had that moment yeah. where he was like do I let them write the end for me or do I take it into my own hands? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Mike, after Nacho dies, he makes the choice to go to Nacho's father. Yeah. And and his father's kind of like, thanks, but it's kind of too late. Yeah. But Kim. Mike Mike still had that choice. He was like, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to tell his father. Yeah. Kim had Kim that choice. Well. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, everyone did. And it all leads up to Jimmy's time to have that last choice. And yeah. oh, now that I'm thinking about this whole last season, it's all been about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I think that the show, it was a great finale. Um, I know some people are probably going to be a little conflicted about it. And I think it's just because, like you said, it's less bombastic and kind of action-y, mm -hmm. but it's, it is much more of an emotional finale. Yeah. Where it's like, it's an inner battle that we're fighting. It's not like a physical, like fight. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's much more of losses and wins on like an emotional level. Yeah. Which, uh, the more and more we discuss it, just the more resonant and the more real it becomes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I think this is definitely could be difficult for some people just cause it's like much more of like a, well, I, I got to sit here and think about this. Yeah. You know, it's not like a, the show ends and you go, that was awesome. And it's like the show ends and you're like, deep breath. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, let me throw this at you. I just read an article, um, where, uh, the co-creator, one of the showrunners, said his first draft of the finale was actually, you didn't get that final smoke with Kim and Jimmy. It kind of mm. ends with Jimmy, very isolated, very alone, and kind of mournfully and regretfully, like thinking about what happened. Mm. And I kind of want to throw that to you. Do you do you think that final scene with Kim and Jimmy smoking, and then that that look in the yard was that was that the right way? Can you think of a better ending? Um, because when I read him saying he was alone, I was like, yeah, you made the right choice because it would have been a little too sour. Well, I think. I think bringing Kim in for the end was the right choice because yeah. like I said, I think Kim is the key that unlocks the show. Yeah. And just cause 
she's the moral kind of line. Jimmy always knew whenever he crossed the line because of Kim. And um, I think it was very fitting uh, to bring Kim in at the end. And whenever I saw that last shot of them, like that shot is burned into my mind Yeah, uh, of him on one side of the fence and her on the other. Yeah. That's just such a great picture of really the whole show, their, their whole relationship, but their whole relationship. Yeah. It just, it does a really good job of visually communicating mm-hmm. the episode, the series, like right there that I, I can't, uh, yeah, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think having Jimmy, I think you're right. It would have been too sour, but, um, I think that that's a beautiful way to end it. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like the fact that they brought Kim in and like you said, the having everything in black and white, but that's still that glowing yeah. ember mm-hmm. on the cigarette yeah. is another just awesome visual representation of like that relationship and what's going on between yeah. them. Just that unspoken love. Yeah. You it, know? Was, it was, yeah. It just, I don't know. I remember thinking back as the weeks were leading up, I'm thinking, how are they going to end this? How would I end it? And I was like, I remember thinking, they have to bring Jimmy and Kim back together somehow, or it just right. won't feel right. And as this last season was unfolding, you really got the sense this show is a love story between Jimmy and Kim. Like it really is. And it ha- always has been, even in the first couple of seasons, you're, you're more focused on other things. But yeah. And as this last season was unfolding, I was like, they have to end it with Jimmy and Kim. Not like them riding away, getting away with it. You know, that that would be a little too hollow. But yeah. somehow and then but even I couldn't think of like the simple yet brilliant way of just redoing that that first smoke scene yeah. together. I was like, how did I not think of that? Just like having them have that one last smoke. Yeah. And when you watch it, you go, oh, that's so simple. Perfect. But that's kind of hard to to think about and do and they were saying they were worried it'd be a little too cutesy that we're calling back to the beginning and mirroring it but i think it fit i think it really did yeah i think so too i i don't know i think whenever it comes to like a relationship like that um that is so layered and so deep i think it's i think it whenever you do something that's like a little more cutesy or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. it doesn't quite have that surface because that whole story is still there that yeah. whole depth of their relationship is still there so it's like even though they're not really talking about anything like mm-hmm. like what do they even discuss it's it's yeah nothing i don't think they really even discuss anything like that's well, very important. I really, I they, really, they, they say how much time he's serving. Yeah. Well, there is one like line, there is one line in um, that interview I read actually kind of called attention to it, but I really liked how when Kim says, you know, 80, like what was it? 87 years or something like, yeah. You know, some 86 and he, and or he goes, yeah. he goes, well, with good behavior. Yeah. And I thought that was a really subtle way to hint that like Jimmy is finally trying to focus on good behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, and it's also very true to Jimmy. He's just hopeful in the fate, in the face of like yeah. utter despair and hopelessness. But, but out of everything that's gone on, mm-hmm. they're not discussing all of that. Right. They kind of just have this simple conversation, but just the way that the scene was, you can see that they're, yeah, they're talking about everything, but nothing. Yeah. Well, the they're, yeah, time, they're so you know? close. They're so close. They can talk about 
they have this deep understanding of each other without having yeah. to explicitly spell it out. And yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I don't know what, what are your final thoughts on it? I mean, final thoughts. I, I don't like, you know, everyone after a popular show ends, it's like, is it the best ending of all time? Sure. Sure. I, I, that's a fun question. I get it. I'm not trying to sound better than that question. I'm not because I'm thinking about it too. But at the end of the day, it's like, you can't, you can't decide that right after the show's over because now I don't know if you've seen this. There's kind of been like a, a reexamination of the show that shall not be named uh, breaking bad. Sure. There's been a reexamination about the finale of that one. Like some people are starting to say, Oh, you know what? It, it wasn't great. And I'm like, I remember, I remember when that show ended every, like literally everyone in their mom said it was the best ending of all time. Yeah. And there's been a reexamination. It's like you time will tell. Time always tells sure. if it's, but I will say, I think it's, it's safe to say that Better Call Saul as a whole is one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm -hmm. Now, is well, it, is it top two, top five, top 10? I don't know, but it's up there. There is no denying that the universe as a whole, the 11 years or 11 seasons or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, those two shows are some of the best first season to last season arcs right of television that we've ever seen i yeah i think i think breaking bad is still up there i think better call Saul is oh, yeah. definitely up there like that is some um, like the the people that have worked on creating the like breaking bad better call Saul universe man yeah. they have a lot to be proud of because they they made Two shows back to back that no question are in the like yeah. upper echelon of greatest series yeah. as a whole. Yeah, Vin Vince been. Gilligan, Peter Gold, gonna be in the TV. I mean, they're already in the TV Hall of Fame, but yeah. like whatever they want to do next, I'm sure. I'm sure AMC is like, please, Vince, please. Yeah. If it, even if it's not Breaking Bad, <laughs> make a show. Make yeah. a show with us. Like, <laughs> uh, well, no, I guess Bob Odenkirk has another show that's gonna happen on amc hmm. and well i saw an ad during the last yeah. episode and um the guy that plays gus i can't remember his uh, real life name oh um uh oh um shoot i can't remember well, i don't want to take a stab when at I, it when i get put on the spot <laughs> it's like oh no i don't want to take a stab at it and be yeah. completely wrong um, um oh uh oh esposito um juan carlo esposito. juan carlo esposito yeah, yeah. uh so yeah, I, I think they they each have a separate show coming up on AMC. Yeah. Well, he's doing it. He's in everything. He's in like yeah, the Mandalorian and but, just uh, everything. No, I mean, I I don't necessarily like to have the discussion about like what's the best or worst. Mm -hmm. We all know what the ones that aren't the best are. are. Like yeah, we all know what those shows are and what that feel what that feels like. Um, but yeah, I I think. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, though they're in the same universe, are very different. And um, I think I don't think you can sit back and say like one is like technically better than the other. Uh, well, I guess you could say that, but uh, for the purposes of this podcast, we'll. I my opinion is I don't like to do that mm -hmm. because I like to view them as kind of. Like this was about this character arc yeah. and this one's about this character arc. 
So it's kind of hard to compare two completely different, very complicated characters. Yeah. Um, but you can like one more character yeah. arc than the other, you know? You know, as we wrap up, uh, I think it's interesting that Better Call Saul, though, like, I'm, I hear a lot of talk about people, I think, prefer it overall. Yeah. It's, it's still not as popular as Breaking Bad. And I, I don't think anyone, anything ever will. And I, I've talked to people who I'm like, oh, I just finished the Better Call Saul finale. And they're like, oh, how was it? And I'm talking to them like, oh, wait, you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil it. They're like, eh. I watch Breaking Bad, but I'm not going to watch Better Call Saul. And I'm like, still people are saying that. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Like, yeah. I, I think that Better Call Saul will have quite the life. Yeah. I think people are going to continue to discover Better Call Saul as time goes on. Um, but they're just extremely different shows. And it's 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 tough because Better Call Saul um, had a lot more insane moments. You know, yeah. uh, just some of the stuff that they would pull off was like insane. I I think that uh Better Call Saul from like the filmmaker and like creator standpoint was probably more enriching for like the creators of the show cuz yeah. I feel like they really poured their their in, like time and effort into meticulously kind of yeah setting up these moments that were very resonant and um and impactful. And, uh, I think you see, uh, I can't remember who mentioned it, but somebody said basically better call Saul. They took all the best ideas and all the best like right. techniques and everything from breaking bad and carried it right over into better call Saul and just improved upon it. And yeah. I think that that's true. So on, in that sense, I want to say that it's maybe technically from a skills standpoint, a mm -hmm. well, a better made show, but they, you just love them for different reasons because yeah. Better Call Saul just has this emotional, like deep resonance that you feel and Breaking Bad is just kind of has like insane moments and it's so satisfying to kind of give into that. Like, yeah. you, you know, you're like, you almost feel like, oh, he's so bad, but like. I just want him to outsmart yeah. him. Like, how can yeah. he outsmart him? You know, and you, he's so good at chemistry. There's the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a different, it, it conjures up a completely different yeah. feeling whenever you well, it's, watch that when show. When did Breaking Bad first air? Like 2009? I want to say, I think it ended in 2012 or 2013. Something like that. Yeah. So it, that Breaking Bad only went five seasons. So, yeah. So it was around. 2008 2009 yeah anyway but since then through 2022 we have had breaking bad universe content yeah for all that time and it's like it's now finally over a decade of and you know what if i'm gonna if i'm gonna pull a jimmy and look back on the tape and think back i have no regrets no regrets over watching all that content nope me either not even el camino Nope. I might go back and rewatch Breaking Bad now that I've finished Better That's Call the thing. Saul. That's what's so great. Like after Better Call Saul ended, I'm like, you know how I know that was a good finale? It not only makes me want to rewatch Better Call Saul, because it really did. I wanted yeah. to like start over from the beginning. I was like, it really makes me want to rewatch Breaking Bad and yeah. like just start the whole thing over again. And you know yeah. what? El Camino, it's it's solid. It's good. Yeah. It's not great, but it's good. Yeah. So that too. It's uh yeah, it's an interesting thing whenever I think back on because it it brings up all those all those moments with like Hank yeah. and uh, and Walt and just like some of the things that happened. 
Um, Dude, we were in high school yeah. when Breaking Bad started. Yeah. High school. Yeah. That's... It, it started a little... Well, if it ended in like 13, 14, then it was a little before high school. But... Um, because uh, it went for five seasons. Yeah. But uh, I think we were in high school when we started watching it because I, I was like, yeah, I think I was three, three seasons. I think it was on its third season whenever I started yeah. watching it. Uh, but Breaking Bad is a much more. I think there's a lot more tragedy. Yeah. In Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more death and like. Tragic endings for characters. Yeah. In Breaking Bad. Um, and again, Better Call Saul just kind of keeps ringing on this point where it's like Better Call Saul has that emotional, what can you live with in your past kind of tragedy. Yeah. Well, Better Call Saul, and I don't, I don't know if it was just like them reevaluating post breaking bad, like, okay, what are some things we can do differently? But like the, the, the full ensemble of characters were at least from my experience and listening to fans online was more likable overall because I was never this way, but like people, you remember people hated, um, what was Walter's wife's name? Skylar. People hated Skylar. Well, and people hated <laughs> Walter Walt Jr. And like, they were the only ones trying to do that. I, I understand why people did. I think it's unfair. We broke bad with Walt yeah, as an I, audience. I, you know I, what I, I mean? I understand it's, it's unfair, but I understand why, like those characters weren't as likable, and I, I think in Better Call Saul they, again, I don't know if it was a reevaluation or just it just happened naturally, but they made characters that, as an ensemble, were all like you you love all the characters, you find enjoyment from all of them, and, and they brought in some that worked from Breaking Bad, like with Mike and Gus, and so I think when you look back on Better Call Saul, you're like, man, yeah, I was really invested in Kim and Mike and Gus and not especially Nacho, like you know, it's like. Yeah the focus was beyond just two characters like it was in Breaking Bad because it was like, you really just wanted to see where Walt and, and uh, Jesse were yeah. and the other people it's like, okay, yeah, they're right. I know they're right. But like they didn't have those full rich moments, you know, like mm-hmm. there wasn't as much time dedicated to them in Better Call Saul. Like it really did flesh out everybody and give a lot of equal treatment to everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, no, overall, I mean, uh, how many crazy suits would you give it out of five? Crazy suits out of five? Um, or is it burner cell phones out yeah, of five? Burn, yeah, <laughs> burner yeah, cell phones burner out of five. Burner cell phones. <laughs> oh, man. Like, you know what? Let's just do a better call the finale or better call Saul as a whole. Uh, let's do uh, the show as a whole. Show as a whole? I'm just going to round up five burner cell phones out of five. I don't think anything can ever be five burner no, cell phones can, out of but, five. No, it can't, but, you know, it's like... If you're at a if you're at a four point seven, just make a five, you know. All right. Well, we I haven't given a five out of five on this podcast. You haven't yet, ever given so a five to anything. I think if any if anything will come close, it's better call Saul. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to get so, specific, if like if I really wanted to be true, it's like okay, maybe it's a four point five, four point seven. So, so mine was going to be between four point five and yeah. five. So if you want to do the roundup method, I'm fine with that. So. Life is short, man. Maybe the maybe on the. I don't want to regret in the future <laughs> that I didn't get Better Call Saul a five out of five. Maybe on the thumbnail you'll put five out of five stars or yeah. something like that. There yeah, there you go. Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Or five burner phones. How, how out should five. we how should we frame this conversation for YouTube? Like, should we put? Uh, I'm thinking like, is Better Call Saul, um, or um, 
is like like best finale of all time something like that just to get just to get those clicks yeah maybe just like is better call Saul the problem with this country you <laughs> yeah. know something like that yeah yeah <laughs> is better should Jimmy be Donald Trump's lawyer <laughs> Replace Giuliani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, He's like, oh, Giuliani. Just something to get people. Just something to get people to click on it, you know. And then the video will open and we'll be like, actually, the video has nothing to do with the thumbnail. Yeah. We're just discussing Better Call Saul. Yeah. No, uh, Donald Trump sees a promo for Better Call Saul and he's like, wait, is that guy available? Oh, my gosh. He he sees one of the ads (laughs) that it's just like a Better Call Saul ad. Okay, we're getting too political. All right. Okay. Let's get out of here. That's right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I I think I'm going to frame it as like, is Better Call Saul finale one of the best of all time and then like yeah. discussion and we'll see how it goes. But you guys liked our previous better call Saul yeah. conversation. So I hope you enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to apologize. I lied at the beginning. We did not talk about other TV show finales and we also <laughs> talked a lot about breaking bad. So we talked a lot more about yeah. <laughs> this than we thought. Well, we you know, there was a lot to unpack and a ton to unpack. And also I think we, talk a little bit about better best show endings of all time because we bring up breaking bad which yeah. in my opinion is one of the yeah. best shows as a whole well, how about this time. how about this what if we um here in the near future do a best tv show uh endings of all time patreon discussion so we'll just put it on the patreon page hey that'd be fun yeah just do that we'll slip we'll slip it in the next time we record and there you go so you have yeah. that to look forward to we're on patreon yeah so we're if on patreon.com slash why it's great <laughs> so if you're interested in that upcoming conversation yeah Give us a buck. Get on Patreon. Yeah, give us a buck. Yeah, I mean, we're hey, we're trying to make some money out of this, like Jimmy. Okay, like yeah. How's Andrew gonna buy his uh, slacks and yeah and short sleeve dress shirts? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So uh, we also recently watched Prey in the Black Phone. So I think we're gonna release something on both of those movies. Yep. Um. So yeah, we got a lot in the works. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Better Call Saul experience finale everything as much as we did Mm -hmm. we're sure gonna miss it Um, so feel free to tell us what you thought about the finale and the show as a whole in the comments we'd love to hear what you have to say and uh well with that we'll see you next time bye